It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you to preview week two of the high school football season. And we'll begin per usual with Westwood head coach Scott Sergila. His team 1-0 getting set to take on Iron Mountain. Well, coach, going back to last week, you've had the extra day of rest. Tell me how big that is when you factor that into Friday night's game. Um, it's nice. It's nice to have, uh, you know, so did Iron Mountain. They played on a Thursday, too. Um, but for us, um, you know, we kind of came in on Friday. Uh, we did film and different things like that and let the kids kind of rest over the, over the holiday weekend. And, um, you know, I think our kids and our coaches enjoyed it and, uh, got back to work on Monday. So it worked out. Well, coach, what I was getting at is that you had a few guys that were banged up, some key role players for you. Is everybody starting to get a little more healthy? Uh, yeah, we, we got some guys, uh, Garrett Mann is still, uh, we're trying to rest them as much as we can, you know, but, um, boy, going against an Iron Mountain team, that looks pretty darn good on film and good on paper. Uh, um, I don't know. He's still going to be a game time decision. Um, we were lucky enough that, uh, we didn't need him last week. Uh, you know, but that's also a, a feather in our cap to our kids, um, you know, Travis Uran as a sophomore um, is a uh, really, really good football player and um, made a huge pick, uh, made a huge fourth down stop, um, you know, ran the ball well um, when we got him the ball. And Luke Mariuta, you know, he stepped into Garrett Mann's role and, and did a great job. And so anytime you can do that and, you know, uh, come out with the win. You're fortunate, uh, but it helps create depth, um, and that's what we did last week. And uh, we did a lot of things wrong, um, but we also did a lot of things right last week. So we're working on correcting the things that are wrong, and, and uh, go from there. Coach, what did practice look like this week? Uh, it was good. It was a good week. Kids know that this was a big game. Uh, you know, they watched the film them then versus Nagani. Um, good classic Iron Mountain Nagani battle. Um, you know, the last few years we've been, last couple of years we've been fortunate enough to uh, come out on top against Iron Mountain. And, uh, you know, and for our program and where we are, I believe it's the first time ever in our history that we've beaten Iron Mountain two years in a row. Um, you know, our kids are preparing best they can. Um, and, you know, you got a, you got a tough team. You got, we, everybody knows that Iron Mountain is going to be good this year, and they are good. Uh, they're well coached. It's going to be a battle. Um, but I also don't look at it as a, as a game that, you know, I look at and say, oh, my goodness, how are we going to do this? Or we have no chance. Um, and I don't think our kids are either. I mean, um, you know, our, our kids, we got good kids. They're going to come out and they're going to, they're going to punch you as best they can. And, but I always tell the kids and let the chips fall where they may. Well, you've had Iron Mountain's number the last couple of years, as you alluded to, beating them 34 nothing and 34-7 to last year. Tell me about them and your recipe going at them. Uh, well, you know, it, listen, they're, they're, one, they're well-coached. Two, everybody, they were down the last couple of years. They were. They didn't, they didn't have a big group of kids playing football. They were down in some numbers. I mean, I think at one point during the season, they were looking at, do they have to forfeit a game? And they weren't sure. And, um, you know, so it seems to be somewhat of a trend with Class C football. Um, you know, not a lot of kids are playing. And then you're, it's, you know, you're trying to do what you can and piecemeal things together sometimes. And, um, when you're lucky enough to get kids out, you got a good group of kids coming through that like and want to play football, uh, you're a good team, and that's where Iron Mountain is right now. They got, they got, they had a good JV team last year. They're well coached. They're historic, traditional program, um, and it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. What do they look like this season? Um, you know, they're, you know, I, I you're going to hear me say this every week. They're big up front, whether they are or not. But everybody's bigger than us, so. Um, uh, they are. They got some. They got some big horses up front. They got a, uh, a couple of good tight ends. They got a fullback that runs hard. Um, they got a tailback that is. Uh, he's fast, very strong. He's been up with them since he's been a sophomore. Um, I've seen him in tracks, so I know he has some speed. I can see it against Nagani. Um, 
you know, and uh, they got some receivers. They had some receivers make some big plays, and, um, you know, we're planning as if Marcus is playing, um, which makes it harder in a couple way, a couple different ways because I think if he is playing and if he is healthy and 100%, they're not going to be their traditional wing T uh, type um, offense. And so uh, we're trying to work on some of the, the gun, shotgun stuff that they did last year. So we're doing that. But then you also got to possibly prepare for maybe they're going to be a little bit more wing T as well. So, we're, we're, you know, you're trying to prepare for that. So, um that, that's what we're trying to do this week, and it, it, it makes it a little bit harder, but I tell you what, our, our, you know, our kids are doing a good job with it, and they're learning, and they're getting better, and, and uh, it's, uh, we'll see. Hey, you mentioned Marcus Johnson, starting quarterback for Iron Mountain, injured in week one, didn't play against Nagani. He was suited, though, and his status unclear. How does he change the dynamic of their offense as compared to the backup Byzantiner? Well, I tell you what, the kid's a competitor. I've seen him in football. I've seen him in basketball. Um, you don't see that kind of competitiveness um, from too many kids nowadays, in my opinion. Um, he is. He, he, he doesn't like to lose, and he's gonna. He's gonna go down. He's gonna go down with a fight. And um, it's. Uh, he's very dynamic. He can throw. He can run. He's very smart. He's heavy. He's a leader. Um, you know, it's every every coach's dream. You know, that's the kid you want as your quarterback. And uh, uh, he's, you know, last year. I mean, we we were a solid football team last year, and we had a hard time con- containing him. And um, you know, it's it's we're going to have our hands full containing him on Friday as well. Does their formation offensively change with Marcus in there? Well, that's what I that's what I meant by you know, if, if Visitainer's in there, they're going to be probably a little more traditional wing T type stuff. Although they did do quite a bit of gun stuff against. Uh, uh, Nagani. However, if I, you know, and it all depends how strong is his ankle, how much can he run, how fast is it, can he cut, you know. So we're planning for both is what we're doing. Um, but it does it does change their offense because it, it makes him, you know, you can send all those guys deep, and if nothing's there, uh, he, he can just scoot along. Not saying that Victor Tainer can't. It, you know, Johnson's just, uh, you know, obviously a little quicker, a little faster at it. Um, Vincent Tanner, though, I was impressed with him. He throws a really good ball. Uh, you know, I saw him in the interview after their game, and, you know, he said, ah, I missed a few receivers. And But, I mean, the ball was fairly close. I mean, he's got a good arm. You can tell that he's a, a smart, heady quarterback uh, in his own right. And so they got two good quarterbacks down there. So uh, we, we got to prepare for, for both. Defensively, what do they look like? It looked like they threw a few different looks at Nagani. Yeah, um, you know, their base is going to be their 50 look, and, you know, 33, their nose is really good. And, uh, their ends, you know, their ends come hard off the edges and things like that, and they want to try to contain you and funnel you into their backers. Um, they, when Nagani did some more of their spread stuff, you know, you could see Iron Mountain going into their 40. Um, and so um, either way, uh, you know, whether they're in their 40 because they have some speed, they got some size, they're solid there too. You can see that. I mean, um, Nagani had success a little bit running the football. They had more success kind of uh, pass. They had some big pass plays and things like that. Um, it, so they're going to run a forty and a fifty front, and, and uh, you know we'll have to be ready for both. A coach as impressive as Iron Mountain was last week. Their special teams seemed to be what made the difference in that game. Tell me about the special teams battle. How key that's going to be on Friday? Yeah. It, you know, they, they kicked it to uh, number 34, who's their tailback, and uh, that's the guy I was talking about earlier. He's a really good uh, athlete, and uh, good, he's a good football player. And, um, you know, so we're going to have to look to contain him, um, you know, uh, on our punts, on our kickoffs. Um, you know, they have special teams where, you know, um, Iron Mountain has had fake punts before that they've ran, and, um, you know, it, uh, so you, you got to worry about special teams. So we'll, 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 we've been working on it. How'd you like your team's special teams effort last week? Ah, I thought it was solid. You know, I, I, we don't have a kid and, and that can kick, and um, on our team, if I if I had a kicker that can kick field goals, because I wasn't happy with our two point conversions, I was actually fairly disappointed. We made it a point of emphasis this week. Um, 
you know, to make sure we do better there. Uh, um, and so, you know, if I but if I had a kicker that could kick field goals and make nine out of ten, we kick extra points. But I don't have anybody on my team, and uh, so you know, we we go for two. And I don't have anybody. We tried. We had a tryout for kicker. Who can kick it deep? Can anybody kick it deep? And nobody could kick it deep, so we just kind of squib kick it. Um, you know, I know at the end of the Houghton game, yeah, I think we were up maybe 24 to 6, 22 to 6, 24 to 6, and it looked like we onsided it. Well, we didn't. I literally told him to actually kick it deeper that time, and he missed it, and the ball kind of squirted off his foot and, you know, kind of dribbled. And, um, so we just have him squib kick it, and, uh, uh, that's what we do. So, you know, we covered okay there. Uh, Two-point conversions I wasn't happy with. And um, it, uh, so punt and punt return, I think there was only maybe one punt in the game, uh, maybe two. Uh, we didn't get a chance to return them. But other than that, we're, we're doing okay. Well, Coach, lastly, give me some keys to the game. Uh, we've got to control the line of scrimmage. And uh, we got to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball first. And uh, our kids have been working hard. Coach Wilson has been work, doing a great job and working hard with those guys. Uh, we're getting better every week there. Um, uh, we got and we defensively, uh, we got to contain them. We can't, you know, uh, let the big play happen. Uh, last week, uh, a couple times, and, it, and that's where we're a little bit green in a couple areas. We, you know, we have them in third and long. I think the one was fourth and long, and, and uh, you know. We were there. We got to make the play. We can't just tip it because twice Colton caught the ball last week. So we got to be able to make the play, uh, control the line of scrimmage. Scott Sergio is the head football coach at Westwood. His team getting set to take on Iron Mountain in a battle of one and O teams. Coach, appreciate the time as always. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Let's take a time out. More to come after this. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home, and each year it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well, and if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time to talk with Marquette Redmen head coach Eric Mason. His team getting set to welcome Traverse City Central. Coach, let's go back to last week. You took on St. Francis, a state semifinalist a year ago, 12-1. and They beat your squad 42-3 to last year. A much improved effort from your guys last week. We touched on it a little during last week's show, but tell me again, anything now that you've had some time to reflect on it that stands out from last week? Well, you know, I, I guess the, the biggest thing we reflected on this week and after looking at the film was, you know, with the obvious, we just didn't run the ball very well. Um, a lot of uh, changes and adjustments that we needed to make up front. And unfortunately, as we know, when you can't run the ball, um, you know, your your passing game has to be uh, on point, which it was. We did well in it. But you still have to be able to uh, mix things up uh, Those uh, towards the end of the game. I mean, our kids, our offensive line did a, a very good job because, you know, St. Francis knew and understood we were going back to pass and they were coming after us. So 
right now I, I think the biggest thing we're trying to get shored up this week is our running game and get more uh, quality yards out of that, and hopefully the rest will work itself out. You had a few guys on both sides of the ball step up, try out some new positions. Tell me about your guys that are taking on new roles, how they did one game in. They were. We've had some uh, some kids like a Duncan Hogan, um, Anthony Geary, uh, kids that uh, you know stepped up in this game. Uh, Sean Mahan and played key roles in positions they weren't or they hadn't played before, and they stepped up, accepted the challenge, and uh, and played well. Uh, very happy with them. Which you know going into this week just adds more depth uh, to what we have and, and gives us a little more. Uh, ability to adjust, I guess you'd say, it, you know, towards defensively. Coach, how about your offensive line play? Tell me about the guys up front. Pass blocking, I I, I was happy with them. Uh, they they continued with giving uh, Austin uh, Riddle good protection, despite the fact uh, Traverse City St. Francis, you know, knew we were going to throw. So their pass blocking, I, I have, uh, you know, obviously we can always get better, but I was very happy with it. It's just our run blocking, and it was more of uh, responsibility and, uh, you know, who to, who to block and not our effort in, in blocking, if, if that makes sense. Uh, it was more our assignments than anything else. Now this week, that's what we work primarily on. Um, you know, only time will tell tomorrow whether or not uh, how successfully we're in that. But, you know, everything up till now shows that uh, they're getting it and they're improving, and, and I think they'll just continue to improve weekly. Eric, how about special teams? How were you guys on that side? We were, we were decent. Uh, we weren't great, put it that way. I mean, we, didn't, we gave up a couple of uh, – we gave up a, at least one good, uh, you know, kickoff return, which, you know, you just – that just comes with repetition. Um, our, you know, punt game was good. Uh, our field goal extra point. Uh, Drew Weibel is our both our punter and our kicker, and and you can't have a better individual uh, doing that. He's just a heady kid who, uh, you know, was a soccer player and and just got a great leg. But as far as kick coverage, we got a little bit better in that. And then uh, our kick return team, we spent uh, quite a bit of time this week in shoring that up. Yeah, you mentioned that you talked about the running game, some kick returns. What else have you been working on in practice this week? Uh, just everything overall. Like I said, assignments. Um, a lot of what we did uh, last Friday, effort was great. I, I can't fault the kids at all for the effort they, they, they gave. It was just the mental mistakes of assignments, penalties, um, you know, on defense. You know, we just got to, you know, turn, I guess you get turn our ears off and watch the ball. And, uh, you know, giving up a team like that, like, say, Francis, that many yards and penalties, uh, you just can't do that and expect to win. So, you know, a lot of it's just focus and uh, understanding, you know, what your role is, understanding what your responsibilities are and your assignments are on each play, and kind of just been going over. It's more of a mental part of the game, I guess, anything than physical. Tell me about Central, Coach. What do they look like? They're <laughs> very good. Uh, they're, the difference with Central is they're more uh, like us, I guess, offensively. So they spread it out. There's four wide. Um, so it's, you know, as far as running your scout team this week, it's basically running our plays that we've been doing all summer against our kids, which, you know, makes it a little more comfortable because they're used to that. Um, obviously, Central's got some real good athletes. Uh, you know, they've got a quarterback that transferred in from, I believe, Ithaca, and then they have a, a real quality receiver. I mean, they're receivers are all good but they have one that they like to go to and you know it's just going to be a matter of how our kids you know match up with theirs I mean the strength of our team is our skill positions so you know I'm looking forward to that again it'll come down to the offense and defensive lines did they return quite a bit from last year you know as far as the returners I, I don't know the exact numbers of our, who returned and what but you know they had a very very good quarterback last year that transfer or excuse me that graduated and you know as i said they they didn't uh, lose out much cuz they a kid transferred in uh, that yeah, i think he, he's a big kid and he's you know he's got uh, 
offers at the next level to play football. So I guess I hate to use the term, but the rich get richer, right? Well, they uh, fell to DeWitt 36-21 in week one. Did you get a chance to check out film from that game? Yeah, watched a lot of film, and, uh, you know, both teams were, I mean, DeWitt is perennial. I mean, they're, they're good, and, you know, you look on the, the biggest thing that, that, that gets you when you're watching the film is the uh, 70 to 80 players on DeWitt's sidelines. Um, DeWitt's a heck of a program, and, you know, for the most part, Traverse City hung with them throughout the entire game, so... You know they're they're like I said they they got a lot of good athletes. Uh, I don't you know I they're bigger than St. Francis. However, as far as the physicality of the game, that's hard to pick up when you're watching the film. And you know we'll just have to wait and see what we get. Defensively, what is Central going to run at you? They're basically they're a lot of five man fronts, uh, and then they will go into you know four man fronts and and basically our our similar defense and. In their five man, they're in the cover three. So again, it's it's basically playing against ourselves, which is good from a uh, comfort standpoint. But again, you just gotta you gotta hang with them and and just get not make mistakes. And the biggest thing that this week is is trying to eliminate those mental mistakes and not giving the other teams free yards. Um, you just can't do that against these against these quality teams because. They're coming in already talented, and you know you just can't give them anything extra. Well, you talked about the penalties. You talked about establishing a ground game. Any other keys to the game you want to address to your guys? I just want them to give me the same effort, and I know they will, that they did last week. You know, come out, play hard from whistle to whistle. Let's give them, you know, let's give them a solid, uh, a solid effort throughout the entire game. And, uh, you know, their physicality, their effort, their hustle, everything I, I asked them to do last week, they did. We just got to minimize those mental mistakes and just continue to build on what we established last week and, and have confidence in yourselves and, and be, be, you know, just be proud of what you're doing and, and do it well. Eric Mason is the head football coach at Marquette High School. His team getting set to take on Traverse City Central. Appreciate the time as always, Eric. Best of luck, and we'll talk on Saturday. Okay, thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven, that's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Modeltowner football with head coach Dion Brown. His team getting set to take on Manistique on Friday. Well, Coach, let's go back to last week, a 56-50 loss in overtime to Bark River Harris. Anything since we talked last has jumped out to you? Maybe you watched some film. Anything else that we didn't go over when we talked last? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it was one of those games that where I told my guys going into the game, I said, the only way they can beat you if you turn the ball over and you give them big plays. Well, when I went, we went back and watched film, we had two turnovers and we blew five coverages in the secondary. And you know what happened? We lost fifty to fifty-six in overtime. So that's really that we took away from that is don't turn the ball over and don't give up big plays. What did practice look like this week? Oh, it was good. It was good. You know, it's one of those. There's been practices like, you know, we're just so anxious to get out there. You know, after a tough loss like that, you want to just get back on the field, um, get to, to that next game. So you just can't wait for that next game, can't wait for that next game. And practice has been outstanding. Guys been flying around to the ball, talking, uh, better communication with each other. So we'll see. You got Manistique coming up. Tell me about them, what you expect out of them. Uh, I think Coach Kangas is doing the right thing. Uh, they lining up and 
you know, kind of like a Ispamine Wildcat set, and they run it ice, they run it slant, uh, they run the flood round out of the backfield that I've seen. They try to do a little spread out every now and then with uh, four wide receivers. Uh, number 11 is pretty good back. I think he's like a three- or four-year starter for them. Um, and, you know, they just grinding it out, tough, smash-nosed football. They coming right at you. Have you had a chance to watch their game against Ishpeming? What did you learn from that? Yes, I did. Uh, I learned that, hey, you know, it's, it's, it was it was a, it could have been a very tight game. I think they had a holding call on the touchdown run. That would have probably made, I think, 14 to 12. Uh, I learned that, hey, you know, you can't take nobody for granted. <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. Uh, so we know we got our work cut out for us. Uh, another thing that I learned that, you know, they, 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 they getting better. You could tell that they getting better. And, uh, I'm glad we're playing them right now because I think down the road, you know, they might, they might give a few teams some, uh, a run. Yeah, last year numbers were a struggle for them. They played right. Ishpeming really well in the first half of last week's game. They right. struggled a little bit in the second half. Is that due to numbers, maybe lack of depth? No, I think Ishpeming kind of figured out what they were. You know, the first game's always tricky. I think Ishpeming just kind of figured out what they was doing. You know, once you kind of figure what a team is doing, especially in that situation that they only run really running two or three plays, and the strength of Ishpeming is that defensive line, and I think that Manistique, you know, was just saying, hey, you know, we coming in here, and hopefully we can pop pop a big one or get some turnovers, you know, and um, they didn't do that, but they played tough. They didn't give up, and, you know, in that score, look, the score was, I think, 22-6, to and, hey, you know, I think they'll take the more victory or something like that. Are they pretty much a run-first team, or did they throw it a little bit? Oh, yeah, they're a run-first team, most definitely. I think they ran the ball probably like by 40 sometimes, and they just ran ice and they ran slant. That was the two most dominant plays the whole entire game. What do they look like on defense? Uh, they got some decent outside linebackers, some, some size up front. Uh, the corners are kind of small. So um, the pursuit to the ball I liked. Uh, they didn't give Instagram too many big, big, big plays. Uh, so you know that's a that's a that's a great more victory for them. Defensively, are they going to run a forty at you, or will they go to a five man sometimes? That's the thing. That's the thing. When you play us this year, uh, we'll spread you out team. So I have no idea. I mean, Park River played three different defenses against us, but I'm more than likely guessing a forty, maybe with one high safety. Offensively, it's going to be the same scheme as Ishpeming as well. Uh, probably. Um, not for us, but for them, I think they, they line up some like Ishpeming. But for us, it's, it's spread you out, uh, one back, and we coming at you, and we trying to play fast, even faster than we played last week. Well, Coach, tell me about your team. What are some keys to getting a win here on Friday? Uh, just don't turn the ball over and be consistent in our scheme of things. And um, defense, just fly around to the ball. Do not give them um, – uh, those big plays that they 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 try to do, and another thing is, do not give them no first downs because they are they want to chew the clock, they want to win the time of possession. You can tell. So if we can do those things, I think we'll be fine. Hey, coach, tell me about Manistique's offensive line. You know the same thing from them. Yeah, they're, they're nice size. They're nice, nice, pretty, pretty big guys up front. Um, they they want to try to control the line of scrimmage. They don't move their feet well. But, you know, they got some big guys and a big, strong running back. So, I mean, if you could ball control and ball control, you know, now you get down to that third quarter and you're only down a touchdown or two, you know, and you spring a big one, hey, you never know. Yeah, you told me that you're pretty young on the defensive line. Did you see some promising things from them this week? Uh, in practice, I did. I did. I've seen guys flying around a little bit more. Uh, we kind of rotating. I'm probably going to play Xander, a freshman. And I'm probably going to play uh, Cole a little bit more, who's a sophomore, just to give you know some guys some rotate, give guys a couple breaks and rotate in. But other than that, I mean, it's it's just want to go back out there and, and play. Deion Brown is the head football coach at Gwynn. His team taking on Manistique in week two. Best of luck, Deion. We'll talk on Saturday. All right, thank you.
More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Changes, they happen. Here at First Bank, we'll help you through those changes. New home, new job, newly retired, we have the accounts and services that fit. Sure, we have today's technology, but we also have face-to-face individual local care you won't find everywhere. Our goal is simple, to help our customers. Isn't it the right time to make First Bank your bank? We have what you're looking for. Find a location near you. Marquette Ishpeming, first-bank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani minor football with head coach Paul Jacobson. His team getting set to take on Calumet, but coach, going back to last week, tough loss at Iron Mountain, 17-14. You've had a little time to review, reflect. Tell me what you learned from that game. Well, I learned we have to be accountable, you know, as, as coaches and as players, and, and uh, you know, it, 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 it's easy. You know, football is an easy game, but it comes down to it. We're blocking and tackling and, and, uh, and carrying out assignments. And if we get all 11 people on the same page at one time, we're, we're going to be okay. But, you know, looking back, you know, obviously we uh, did a lot of self-evaluation, started with us as, as coaches first thing Friday morning, and um, and, and our preparation, what we did and what we needed to do better. And, and then it started with the kids after that, brought them in on Friday and Monday, and spent a lot of time, you know, um, just assessing where we're at as a team and assessing what we did on the game Friday night and what we could have done better. And, and uh, yeah, it, you know, it was a great week of practice with that and with knowing that and, and what we learned and, and challenges of people and, and making sure that everybody is, is, uh, is buying in and, and uh, being held accountable. What were some of your strengths on the football field against Iron Mountain? Well, I, I, I think one of the strengths was we know we – we didn't play very well until the chance to win that game. You know, we were down three points at the end. Uh, that's got to be a strength. You know, I think Jason Waterman uh, played real well. He threw the ball and ran the ball well for us. And, um, you know, some good performances up front with, uh, you know, Leo Helpy. I thought he was consistent on both sides of the ball. And, and that's what you would expect out of your two captains. But, you know, we, uh, we like keep looking. You know, Eric Gatlin, I think the senior was, was real good at times and, and, and can be better at times. And, and, and Derek Duchesne, uh, or Drew Duchesne, um, you know, he's got to be better at times, too, and was good at times. So we just, like I said, the consistency, um, you know, making sure um, that, you know, everybody's on the same page and carrying out their assignments and playing good assignment football and, and continuing on and continuing to get better. A lot of accounts point to special teams being the difference in last week's game. Do you feel the same way? Well, there's no question. You know, we, uh, you know, we, we miss out on an opportunity in a third medium uh, when we drop a pass and, and punt, and then all of a sudden we're inside our 20, and, and, and they're looking to score. And You know, I, you can't do that against a good football team. It's give them opportunities and give them a short field, and, and, and we did that. And that's what special teams does to a, to a team, and, and, uh, and Iron Mountain was able to, uh, to capitalize on that. And, you know, in a close game against good teams, you know, you have to be good. And I would say special teams are a third of the game, and you have to be good um, in special teams. And, and, and we, at times, were not, um, were not good. Well, Coach, you mentioned you had a good week in practice leading up to the Calumet matchup. What made it a good week? You know, I, I think the first thing is, you, you, you know, you always have to have a starting point. We started at, you know, first of all, self-evaluating it and, and, and picking out spots where we need to improve and, and holding kids accountable and buying into it, you know, and, and holding kids around each other that were accountable and challenging the kids. And, you know, we uh, I, I thought our attitude and our, our uh, you know, our, our whole mental um, attitude this week was, was a lot better. You know, we talk to kids all the time about opportunities, and we know for a fact as a football team we have nine opportunities in front of us, and and you can't you can't waste opportunities. You have to make the most of every one of them, and and we didn't do that. I don't think real good on Thursday night. We didn't make the most of that opportunity, and and you know, doing that and that, and that kind of message to our kids, I think uh, you know, really kind of heightened a sense of urgency in practice this week. You've got Calumet coming to town. Tell me about them. You know, they're consistent. You know, you, consistent is a great way to put it. They have a great tradition of winning uh, in Calumet. You know, we've been real familiar with them over the years. We're playing them, you know, sometimes two in the same year. We just not in the play in the regular season for the playoffs, too. And, 
um, you know, they're, they're, they're good at what they do. They play solid defense. Um, they don't make a lot of mistakes offensively, and, and what they do offensively, they do well. And uh, that's a Coach Crow's team. You know, they're going to be disciplined, and uh, they're going to be hard-hitting and physical and, and all that sort of good stuff. So we know what we, we can expect from them. Offensively, what does their scheme look like? You know, it's, it's similar, high option. I mean, you look at Coach Crows who came from Michigan and I played against him when he was at Michigan. And, and, uh, you know, that brand of football there, you know, holds true with, with them. And, um, you know, they're going to be an high option team, come downhill at you. And, and, uh, you know, and they're going to have some twists, obviously, but, um, you know, they're pretty fundamental in what they do. Defensively, what do they look like? They're solid again. You know, like I said, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They're going to come at you, uh, you know, and, um, they're good at what they do. They line up and put some people in the box and and, and make you beat them on the edge where they're quick. And uh, but like I said, they're disciplined um, and they're good at what they do. What were you able to take away from watching them on film against Gilgibbic? Well, even though they graduated a lot of seniors last year, they they still bring in some kids that can play football um, for sure. You know, and and uh, you know we have to be at our best in order to get a win on Friday night. Hey, you talked about how they graduated quite a bit. Tell me about some of the guys they have returning. Um, well, you know, it's funny about Kelly and Mendes, the names don't change a whole lot. You know, we still got the Locusts and, uh, you know, all the brothers that continue to come through, you know. I don't think there's a Hellman in this year <laughs> or a Sturos, but, you know, the names don't change. And uh, it seems like it's just, a, you know, and I remember playing Kelly Mendes the first time in the playoffs. It was 97 or 98, and uh, the names that we, we saw there are the same names that are, are being played today. It's the kids' kids, I think, or something now. And, but no, they're uh, yeah, they're they're good at what they do, and they're tough and hard nosed and physical, and um, yeah, it's it's always a, always a great game. Are they a big group? You know, not real size wise. They're not huge. Um, you know, like I said they graduated a ton last year. Um, they're still athletic. You know, they're still tough, um, and they get and they they're disciplined. So <laughs> it's fun. It's a great game. On your side of things, what are some keys to the game? You know, I think, uh, you know, carrying out our assignment, you know, playing good, solid alignment, assignment football is what we need to do. And, and, that, and that means everybody that steps on that football field and everybody that steps on the sideline. You know, we need to have, make this a team effort, uh, buy into it, and, and, and play the best we can. Paul Jacobson, head football coach at Nagani, his team taking on Calumet in week two. Thanks a lot for the time, Paul. We'll talk again on Saturday. All right. Thanks, Tanner. More to come after this on ESPN-UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Why wait for Friday when every day is a fish fry at Big Boy Marquez? Seafood specials on now through Easter every day at Big Boy. The scrumptious Captain Sample Platter, $13.99. Five-piece Great Lakes Perch Platter, $14.49. Big Boy Fish Fry Platter, $11.49. Endless Popcorn Shrimp Platter, $14.99. Endless Clam Strip Platter, $13.99. Salmon Dinner, $11.49. Blackened Salmon Caesar, $9.99. Marquez. Fill up on the seafood buffet Friday night. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite football with head coach George Nini. His team coming off a victory over Manistique on Friday night. Coach, your first victory at the helm of Ishpeming football. Congrats. Tell me how it feels. Well, it felt great. Um, you know, smiles on the face, uh, you know, a bit of a relief, and then uh, time to answer some questions, you know, and, and uh, you know, figure out some figure out some things that we did. Yeah, take me inside your matchup with Manistique, a 22-6 win in which you pulled away in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you know, Manistique came out, you know, they, they, they uh, of course, had a down year last year, weren't able to finish their season, but they got some athletes there. Um, you know, Skylar Anderson was is a heck of a player for them, and, and they got some uh, some up-and-coming talent. Um, um, 
you know, we, we, we played hard. You know, our, our, we ran the ball well. Um, defensively, we were solid. Um, they caught us on, uh, you know, on a, on a fake cross trap. And, uh, you know, of course, go, you know, 75 yards to the, to the, to the house. Um, and, uh, you know, made us stand up and take notice. And, um, of course, we, uh, you know, had a couple fumbles that we turned the ball over to them, split snap fumble on the four-yard line, the split snap on the one-yard line, so we really feel we left a couple scores out there, and uh, you know, so those are the kind of things that we had to go back and fix. What did practice look like this week? Practice was good. Um, you know, of course, you know, going into, you know, Lake Linden this Saturday, and uh, you know, they run a, a full house tee with a lot of misdirection in the backfield. Um, you know, the defensive install for us yesterday, um, you know, took a little bit longer because of all the misdirection. Um, but as we got about halfway through our script, um, you know, things started to click. We started trusting our reads and, uh, you know, practice has been going well. What were some of the things that were addressed this week? Um, ball security, you know, the, the, the snaps, the, the focus, um, you know, we also started to address, uh, you know, in the Manistee game, of course, you know, we got players going both sides of the football, um, you know, so we had some uh, some conditioning issues that we that we looked at as a team and, and agreed that we were going to up the tempo of our, our practices and, uh, you know, to, in, to use that as a conditioning tool. Um, you know, so those are kind of where we're at. Well, Coach, you've got somewhat of a small bench this year. Depth, certainly an issue. Has that made conditioning one of the focal points for you? Um, it, it is one of the top focal points. Yeah, we, we've got a, you know, we've got, you know, players, you know, probably eight to nine kids going both ways. Um, sometimes even kickoff, sometimes kickoff return. You know, in our Manistee game, when we got uh, towards the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, or so there was kids looking at us, you know, looking at the coaching staff, saying, "I need a break, I need a break," and we're going, "We don't have anybody to put in there. We just don't have that depth." Well, coach, you got Lake Linden Hubble coming up this weekend. Tell me about them. A lot of respect for Lake Linden and uh, Coach Crouch and the, and the program that they've built up there. Um, you know, on film, they get after you. Um, we played them last year. They came at us hard on defense, and, uh, you know, they just, uh, you know, went down to Norway and, uh, you know, beat a pretty good Norway football team. Um, and, uh, you know, they come at you on defense. Offensively, like I mentioned earlier, they're a, they're a full-house team football team, you know, so there's misdirection, backs going each way, quarterback very good with his, uh, with his fakes. You know, all intended to slow the defense down and to, and to make you uh, make the wrong step. And if you make that wrong step, that block is coming and, and that back is going the other way. I know they're a program that struggled with numbers before. Is that the case again this year? You know, I, I think, you know, looking at their roster, um, it looks like they were struggling early with numbers. I don't know if they have a JV team, but they've got, you know, a few freshmen and a few sophomores up on their team right now. I know that our JV team doesn't have a game this week, um, so I'm guessing Lake Linden doesn't have a, a JV team. So, again, you know, I think they're struggling. I think their their varsity team started out with about 15 kids, but if they folded their JV team, I think they uh, added on, you know, to those numbers. Well, Coach, what about defensively? What do the Lakes look like? Defensively, they are um, scrappy. They come at you. They're going to show you a bunch of uh, different defensive fronts. Um, could be a, a, a 50 front, a 60 front, a 70 front, a four front. Um, they're going to change it up. They're going to blitz. They're going to shoot gaps. Um, you know, so we've had quite a lot to prepare for. Well, you talked about their scheme offensively. Are they pretty much a run dominant squad, or will they pass it out a little bit? You know, they they can pass, but uh, you know, really uh, on film, they uh, they are run dominant. Give me some keys to the game for a win at Lake Linden. Well, first off, you know, we need to be great defensively. You know, we need to carry over what we did in, against Manistique, um, you know, basically held Manistique to, uh, you know, 100 yards, and you take away 75 of those on one play. You know, um, you know, we, we, you know we have to do that defensively against, uh, um, against Lake Linden. And, you know, offensively, we just need to keep doing what we do. Um, you know, we need to grind it out, you know, get the – you know, get that line, you know, which in the Mazdeek did game did fabulous. We, uh, you know, we got 320 yards rushing on the, on the ground, and, uh, you know, we need to get that kind of effort again. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming. His team taking on Lake Linden Hubble on Saturday. Coach, I wish you all the best going up there. Appreciate the time. Best of luck. Hey, thanks, Sander. Appreciate it.
Let's take a look at the UP scoreboard for this weekend. Check out the schedule and who's got games coming up. Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal will be in here shortly and we'll break down the games in Marquette County and the surrounding area with him. But for now, let's take a look around the UP as a whole. Later tonight, Gaylord at Gladstone, a non-conference battle between a pair of 1-0 teams. Traverse City Central at Marquette, another non-con battle. These two teams both 0-1. Kingsford 0-1 at Sheokton, Wisconsin. They come in with a 1-1 record. A Westpac battle as Hancock takes on Gogibic. Westwood at Iron Mountain. We'll have that here on ESPN-UP. Gwyn is at Manistique, Bark River Harris at West Iron County, a couple more Westpac games. Here's a non-conference matchup. Frankfurt is hosting Harbor Springs. Frankfurt looking for their first win of the year. An NMFL league game as Indian River Inland Lakes is at St. Ignace. Great Lakes West action. Pickford is at Angadine. Another Great Lakes matchup, this time in the east. Rapid River looking for their first win. They welcome North Central. Elsewhere in the Upper Peninsula tonight, Menominee goes across the border tonight. They take on Kakakana, Wisconsin. Bolt teams come in with undefeated records. Non-conference game, Escanaba Downstate to take on Petoskey. The Eskimos come in with a 1-0 record. Petoskey looking for their first win at 0-1. Sault Ste. Marie at Alpena. The Sioux 1-0, Alpena 0-1. Another Westpac matchup, Lots at Houghton. Each team looking for their first win. Calumet at Nagani this evening. Norway at Munising. Couple more in the Westpac. Non-conference matchup, East Jordan at Elk Rapids. Each team 0-1. Another non-conference game, Johannesburg, Lewiston at Man Salona. Each team comes in at 1-0. Rudyard at Forest Park. Rudyard 1-0. The host 0-1. Cedarville 0-1 at 0-1 North Dickinson. Four games around the UP tomorrow. Ishpeming at Lakeland and Hubble. Each team winners in their opener last week. Superior Central at Kearney Nadeau. Each team 1-0. Stevenson at Newberry. Stevenson 0-1. The host looking to move to 2-0. And Brimley is at Ontonagon. Brimley 1-0. Ontonagon 0-1. With that, let's turn it back over to the phone line. Let's welcome in Ryan Stieg out of the Mining Journal here to talk some high school football as we are on the eve of week two. What's up, Ryan? Not much. I'm excited for football season to continue going. Week two is going to be fun. So firstly, where are you off to tonight? I will be going to Nagani for the uh, Calumet-Nagani game. That's going to be a fun one. Let's talk about that one. You've got Nagani that, if you look at the score sheet, they dominated Iron Mountain. They probably would have, or should have won that game. You would have thought they did if you hadn't seen the final score, and yet it was special teams that made the difference for Iron Mountain. What are some keys for Nagani tonight against Calumet? Uh, basically, just you got to get their offense going. Um, every time I've seen Nagani play Calumet, it's been a really low-scoring game. I've watched one that was 6 nothing was the final score. <laughs> so... They need to find a way to get their offense started. It, uh, I mean, 14 points wasn't bad last week, but they should have won that game against Iron Mountain, especially with Marcus Johnson out. So if they can just, they got to start fast and get some points on the board right away if, uh, if they're going to get that first win of the year. Well, we all know that special teams played a key role in their loss last week at Iron Mountain. With Calumet tonight, you think that's got to be magnified? I mean, they have brought a tradition of winning football games year in and year out on Friday night. Yeah, and uh, it's um, they're going to need to have some good kickoff returns. They're going to need to have to make stops. It, Calumet's probably one of the more efficient football programs in the UP. Um, you could throw Ishmaeling up there, too. Just teams that always make the postseason and are always tough to knock out. It's Nagani has to be on their game. It's it's a little unfortunate for them that if they're trying to get their first win after missing in week one, that they're playing a good team in week two instead of like you know kind of a throwaway game. So uh, they're going to need to be at their best. What is it about Calumet that makes them such a power year in and year out? You know, Coach Crows brings over somewhat of the Ishpeming model, but what is it? How are they able to reload every year? I, I feel like it's just. Part of its interest in the program, they, uh, you know, by starting a winning tradition, you get more and more kids to come out. Uh, Jeff Olson had that with Dishman for a while. Uh, for being a state championship caliber team, you can get more kids who want to be a part of that. Um, and Kelly Met gets a lot of their hockey players to come in and play football. Um, that isn't the case for a lot of teams, um, but they get, I mean, 
the hard-hitting guys who are used to getting, you know, just <laughs> lit up on the hockey rink can, you know, it translates over to football really well. And hockey players are known for seeing the ice efficiently, and they can see the field efficiently, too, especially when they find an opening. So uh, I would say that's the reason. Other games going around Marquette County tonight include the Redmen home with Traverse City Central. Let's talk about that matchup. What do you expect from Marquette in this one? Well, from what I was talking to a couple people who went downstate to watch uh, the Traverse City-St. Francis game, and then Marquette didn't actually play that bad. Um, their passing game was pretty good. They played um, fairly well on defense. It's just whenever Marquette has to go downstate to play the Traverse City teams, it just doesn't seem to go well. Um, their running game is what really stalled. It just didn't work for them, so... If they can get that going, you know, kind of like Nagani, if they can get that little part of their offense humming early, I think they have a chance to keep up. I think Central's down this year, uh, unlike St. Francis, so um, I think it's a good opportunity here, but it's going to be tough. I was talking to Eric Mason earlier, and he mentioned that Central has a transfer coming in at quarterback. He said there's a little bit of an unknown element to that. Do you get that vibe as well? Yeah, um, well, it's always uh, the downstate teams you don't know a whole lot about because you don't necessarily play them all the time. And if you have a transfer player, you know, where are you going to find the film <laughs> for that guy who's transferring in? So you don't know exactly what to expect. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a test for them. Uh, but, you know, I think they got the capability to keep up with Traverse City. What are some keys to the game tonight for the Marquette Redmen? Is it going to be controlling the ground game, line of scrimmage, what have you? I, well, their O-line has to play well, and they actually and they did a pretty good job. Marquette's you know, notorious for having a pretty good offensive line. So I think they need to get off to a good pass protection because that's what Marquette relies on pretty heavily. And if Marquette can find a way to find openings downfield, have their receivers, you know, make some nice catches. They need to jump out early because they had to play catch-up against Trevor City St. Francis, and they ran out of time, and they just didn't they didn't have what was needed to get the victory. This time around, I think if they score on that opening drive, I think that'll really help get the crowd into it and then just kind of establish the run game. You've got Gwen making the long trip to Manistique tonight. Gwynn put up an offensive showcase last week, but they dropped a heartbreaker in overtime to a much-improved Bark River-Harris team. Coming up against a Manistique squad that played Ishpeming pretty tough, at least in the first half, and they put up a pretty good defensive effort. Yeah, um, from what I heard, Manistique uh, was was a different team from last year. Now, granted, last year they didn't, weren't able to actually complete the season, but uh, I've seen Manistique teams since I've been up here, and they haven't been very good. This team was a little different, um, a little more efficient, gave uh, Ishming a good fight, at least in the first half, um, but ultimately talent won out on the Ishming side, whereas Gwynn is just, <laughs> as I proved last week, uh, they have the capability to put up 50 points on people, so that should scare any team that's shaky on defense, and uh, that's the case with Manistique. I don't know if they'll put up 50 like that fast and that efficiently, but I I see Gwen taking it to them eventually at some point. Do you see it as a bad matchup for Manistique the way Gwen is explosive offensively? I, I think so too. If you're gonna if you're gonna have to try to get your first win after you know struggling the first week, you don't want to play a team that uh, has the explosiveness that Gwen does. I mean, Taquan Starnes, um, the Bark River Harris coach, last week said uh, after the game that he's faster than their entire team. So I would assume that's probably the case for Manistique as well. And uh, Caleb Anderson can throw a great ball at quarterback. Um, Gwen has gone through some like different quarterbacks during their time, but uh, he's probably the best overall passer. So Manistique's going to have their hands full tonight. Defensively, what are some keys for Gwen tonight? Uh, well, the thing that stuck out to me is that there's a lot of holes in their secondary. They got a, they were able to put together a good pass rush. Was able to, you know, put some pressure on their quarterback. But if the quarterback had time and was able to find an opening, they 
Mark River Harris really exploited it. So I think I'm, if I know Dion, he's been harping on them in the practice during this week to fix the problems in coverage because they would just let receivers get behind them in a lot of big plays. And at the same time, Mark River Harris did the same thing with the win. So um, if they can stop the deep ball and just be a little better in the secondary, I think they'll be fine. Talk with Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal here in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. we got to wait for tomorrow, Ryan, to see the Ishpeming Hematites go at it. But they take on Lake Linden Hubble, 2 o'clock game tomorrow. Lake Linden is a constantly seems like they're fighting their own numbers, that they don't have a lot of guys out for football, yet they came away with a win in Week 1. What do we know about them? Um, if I know about Lake Linden, it's just they're uh, a team that, kind of flummoxes people offensively. They did that a little bit uh, when I watched them play Ishpeming when Lake Linden came to Ishpeming and uh, just kind of gave Ishpeming some fits in the first half, just changed some stuff out of their wildcat, made some fake handoffs, you know, a little more play action stuff. So um, I'm expecting that a little more this time, um, especially since Lake Linden's on their own field. What is it about Ishpeming that is going to make them effective this year? Last year we knew that they had the weapons to do it. This year it seems that they got to be more about scheme. What is it about Ishpeming that makes them successful? I think what I heard last week is just uh, they're just efficient. They focus on just getting the job done. They're not very explosive. You know, they don't have Gavin Sundberg like they did last year. They don't have a flat-out great passing game like they may have had in the past. It's it's just everybody on the offensive line blocking well, and it's, you know, guys running the ball, finding the openings. There's no real set thing with Ishmael this year. It's just everybody kind of doing what they can and doing their job. That's what makes them efficient, and that's what helped them in week one, and uh, that's probably what's going to carry them the rest of the way. Ryan, the game we'll have on here tonight, Westwood at Iron Mountain. Should be a fun one. Westwood... Looked like a different team in some sense. They played well against Houghton, but they won maybe a little differently than they have in years past. And Iron Mountain had to scrap and claw, and they defied the odds, defied the stats to beat Nagani. Should be a fun one tonight. Yeah, um, you know, Iron Mountain was uh, predicted to lose in week one, and they came out strong and ended up getting a win against a pretty good Nagani team. And then Westwood, there were a lot of questions about the Patriots because they lost so much. They lost Nathan Beckman lost Ashton Bergman, amongst other players, and then played pretty well against an improved Houghton team. Houghton was not very good last year, and they, you know, put up a decent fight against Westwood. So it should be a close battle. From what I heard, Marcus is playing this week, but I haven't been able to confirm that. But uh, if he does play, it's going to be a much tougher battle for Westwood. Um, But uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Well, if Marcus does or doesn't play, they have a really good backup in Vizentainer. He throws a great ball. But when Marcus is in the game as compared to Vizentainer, how does that change the dynamic of the Iron Mountain offense? Uh, well, from what I heard, um, he's he's a good running quarterback. I mean, if you look at you know how he is on the basketball court, you know he's just efficient. He sees the court well, um, and I think that's the case for him at quarterback. Is he can spot openings in the secondary. He can you know, see where a defense is weak, and uh, he can exploit that. And um, if he plays, Westwood's going to have to deal with that. And uh, it might be a, a good test for Westwood. First game it was, let's limit our mistakes, let's see what we can do. And now they're playing a uh, significantly better team, so it's going to be a tougher battle. Yeah, one thing talking with head coach Scott Sergila about is that his team needs to be better on two-point conversions. They didn't get one last week. It didn't come back to bite them, but they're playing a significantly better team tonight. They can't leave points on the board. No, uh, you've got to be able to hit your two-point conversions. Now, when I was at the Gwen game, teams are getting their two-point conversions, whereas from what I was hearing in other games, teams weren't. So uh, they need to be able to, I mean, you miss one that's, you know, you shrug it off and you move on. But if you can't get any of them, that's going to hurt you in the long run. So they need to be able to take advantage of the opportunities they have. Ryan, any other game around the UP, maybe even downstate, you're going to be keeping an eye on tonight? Uh, 
I'm probably just going to be focusing on the local teams. Um, I, I've been intrigued about Escanaba just because I think they're supposed to have a pretty good year. Um, I know I have to keep track of Mina Singh. I know Mina Singh had a rough knowing the first week against playing a good team from West Iron County. I think Mina Singh was hurt by more of their own mistakes than actual, like, straight-up talent from West Iron County. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they're going to bounce back. Um, and then... Overall, I just like to keep track of everybody. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to see as many teams as I like to um, during football season, unlike basketball season. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what uh, everybody else is saying, you know, whether the TV guys are saying or what fans are tweeting. So that's what I'll be looking at. Tanner Hoops along with Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Appreciate you, Ryan. Have a great night tonight. All right, thanks. That is it for us on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great night tonight. Travel safe. Enjoy the ball game. Signing off from ESPN-UP, I'm Tanner Hoops.